Sorry, I ain't sorry. Stop interrupting my cry. All right, I feel like when I start singing or rapping, you know, in the first few seconds, then you know, y'all know I'm lonely and I have to entertain myself. Um, but welcome to the This Is 30 podcast. I'm your host, Jernique. Happy Monday, happy Memorial Day. Um, happy. Monday to all of you people that have to go to work. I don't have to go to work today. And shout out to all the people that do not have to go to work today. It's a few of us. So, um, but shout out to you if you do have to go to work today. I know you're making that um, holiday pay. And that's what life is about. Life is about holiday pay. Um, so yeah, shout out to everybody on the wake up, everybody going to sleep, everybody, you know, coming in. If you had a, a, um, a crazy weekend, um, shout out to all of you. Um, thank you for listening to the, this is 30 podcast. This is episode. I think this might be episode 84. I have lost count. Um, and I'm gonna get count back <laughs> or I'm going to find my way, find your way back, find your way back. Um, yeah, I'm going to find my way back to the right number, but I think this might be 84. If it's not 84, it's 85. You know, we almost at 100. We almost at 100, and you know, in about a month, we'll be having the two-year anniversary live podcast at Dava in Union, New Jersey, you know, on Stuyvesant, right across from my favorite restaurant, or one of my favorite restaurants, Noodle Fan. Um, if y'all have never had Noodle Fan, you should really... You should really make it a part of your your diet because their tie, their pad tie mm, will blow your socks off. Um, and their drunken noodles. They just have really good food. Um, but yeah, happy Monday. Shout out to all of you. Thank you for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. I'm here alone. And let me tell you guys something. It is freezing. Why is it so cold? Um, let me tell y'all, I slept in Christmas pajamas matching pants matching top long sleeve inner shirt on the inside socks my my comforter my blanket and I added another comforter on top of my comforter and I was still cold like it's freezing I don't know what's going on in New Jersey we're two days shy of um of June and it's 48 degrees I don't know what's happening. Like, it's really cold. Um, and like where I live, I have like central air and central heat, but you know, it's still a little ghetto. So like after April 15th, it's not like I could, con- I can control the heat and the AC, but you only have one option during whatever seasons. So I think after like April 15th, they turn the heat off and you can only use your AC. And then, you know, in October, they turn the heat back on. So right now, I wish I lived somewhere where I could put the heat on because I'm so cold. I'm like really cold. And if there's like a rat, well, my voice is always raspy in the morning. But 
I have like a little sniffle because the weather is just, it's just, I don't know, it's just trash. It's been a, a, a for Memorial Day weekend, it's been a very trashy weather weekend. Like, I feel like there's been nothing outside because the weather's so horrible. Um, I have a few things to talk about this morning, um, but my mind just went blank. Um, but I did want to, I did want to thank you guys for listening to the This Is 30 podcast and always supporting the show and always providing me with encouraging words and like feedback for all the topics. It really means a lot to me. Um, I've spoken about self-doubt a lot on the podcast and I still go through bouts of self-doubt, um, in many areas, like, and almost, I don't want to say almost every area, but a lot of areas of my life, I struggle with self-doubt. Um, and I, I actually just saw a post, um, and it said that it said, um, y'all don't know how much like a DM or a post like means to a person. And I talk about this all the time, but it really, sometimes it really fills my tank. Cause like, I don't, I don't think I'm trash, but <laughs> I just feel like, girl, you should be doing better. You should be doing more. Like you are, you're not even doing what you're supposed to be doing. So I do appreciate the support and all the listens and stuff like that. Um, I wanted to talk about like my inspirations, like when it comes to podcasting and um, just interviewing, the art of interviewing, the art of talking to people. I look up to many people and I don't know why, um, I don't know why potting, um, potting just became, you know, popular within, I would say maybe the last five years. Um, so it felt like a good lane to go into. So of course in the pod world, there are many people I look up to, like, I love Joe Budden, Rory and Maul. Shout out to Rory and Maul for their look, like, um, they new branding off that they're doing. They're doing a great job. And I love that they're using every negative, um, anything that was negatively said about them, um, to boost their brand. I think that's genius marketing. Um, if you could, I always say this, if you could say about, about yourself, you can, no, can't nobody else say it. Like if you can say the negative things about yourself, you don't give anybody the opportunity to say them about you. So I love that they're playing on that. Um, but yeah, I love their podcast. I love the black girls pod. I think that's what it was called with, uh, Diani, Scotty Beam, and um, Gia Peppers, and all of them. Um, and I also, I'm trying to think of any podcasts I listen to, like popular podcasts. But other than that, I really love the art of journalism, and I always like loved Diane Sawyer. Like Diane Sawyer was like a 2020 anchor, and I just felt like no matter who she was interviewing, she always had this respect. Um, respectful decorum about her like and she could get all the answers she wanted to get out of you without being um uh without being tasteless without being rude without being disrespectful like and I just I love that about Diane Sawyer like she's literally my favorite uh white anchor <laughs> um news anchor and then Angie Martinez of course I love 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 Angie Martinez because y'all know I live hip hop 
I'm the hip hop princess. Um, but yeah, I, I loved how she, um, just was able to be herself. And Angie is one of those other people where I feel like if you sit down with her, you're going to tell her all your business. Like you just gonna like, she's going to get it out of you some way, somehow. And she may not even have to ask you. She just has that aura that I feel like people are naturally inclined to want to share with her. And I, I hope that people feel like that with me too, because I don't, I don't, I don't like to make people comfortable because I want to be in their business. I like to make people comfortable because I think that there's therapy, therapy and honest and open communication. And whether you feel it or know it, I just think that it's hella therapeutic, like to just talk about how you feel and be honest about how you feel, you know, and, and most of the time when, when it's good, it comes with the truth. So you know, if I get you, I get all the cats out the bag, I do it, but it's not really my goal. I just want people to, to talk about things that they don't normally talk about or things that they don't have. Um, they, they don't always have a platform to express. Um, that makes me happy. So Angie Martinez, and of course the go Oprah. Um, I've always liked Oprah because I feel like she has done monumental things. You can't look at Oprah's career and just be like, Uh, like, you know, you can't just look at her and say she's mediocre or she's done great things. She has built literally, um, uh, um, she's built an empire from nothing, literally from nothing. Um, I, uh, my only issue with Oprah is I feel like sometimes she panders to popular people and I don't like that. Um, I think that you should remain, um, I think you should remain a constant, especially as a journalist. Um, And I know, you know, different people might bring out a different level of respect, but I just think that it's, it's cool to remain a constant and to, to show all types of people, um, this give the people, give everybody the same energy. And I don't think she gives everybody the same energy. I think sometimes she matches the energy that she's given. And I think that she's too powerful to do that. Um, anyway, so that's my little, um, I don't know why I felt like talking about my inspiration. Maybe it's because I watched last night while I was in the freezing cold in my bed, I watched, um, I, I believe it's season four's premiere episode of the shop with LeBron James. And there was a lot of people there, Paul Rivera, bad bunny, and you know, the God MC Hova, was also there and it was such a good conversation. It was so short. I thought it was going to be longer. I hope there's like a part two because it was so good. Um, I love hearing Hove talk because not only is he just like the greatest rapper, he also is a very great communicator. And I feel like he has this essence about him where when he speaks, you want to listen and everybody in the room kind of, he draws attention to himself without being a, an attention hogger. And I, there's an art to that. There is an art to that. And he's very respectful of other people. He's very humble. He's very honest. And I just, I really enjoyed that conversation. It was really cool um, to see him in that element. And I also think that Hove, oops, I think, hold on, my mic went out. Um, but I also think that I'm just trying to look at my time. Um, I also think that Hove is like, I think that he has, um, 
He has gotten more comfortable over time with speaking and doing interviews. And he has really found himself because I feel like there were times when he wasn't as comfortable or as open or as vulnerable um, to have certain conversations with the public. And now I feel like he has found his space. Um, he has he has found a great space. And I love seeing him um, be cool and, you know, um, relatable and stuff like that. So if y'all haven't watched um the shop, check it out. And shout out to my HBO Max plug cuz you know, that's not one of the script- subscriptions that come out of my account and I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Shout out to my plug. <laughs> um I um I also wanted to talk about music. Um look at my transitions. I'm flowing really nicely. I'm flowing really nicely. So from Hove, I'm going to take it to every day a star is born. Platform, platform, platform. Hey, how many of you guys remember that song? Um, introdu- it, I don't know what's wrong. Hold on. I don't know what's wrong with my microphone. Wait. Maybe it's my headphones. I don't know. Oh, it is my headphones. Oh, y'all wouldn't even believe y'all. Could, so y'all could, y'all could still hear me, but I'm struggling with hearing myself because I got these, the headphones I use. First of all, I need to invest in some better headphones because these headphones I got from CVS for like $10 and they was really seven. Um, but like, this is like, I can't hear myself. I keep going in and out, but that's because if I touch the cord on my headphones you know you know when the headphones is getting old y'all and you gotta like twist the wire to make sure you could hear things um but anyway I haven't listened to J. Cole's album um I really want to but I don't know why I haven't been like drawn to listen to it um I need to listen to it though because I love J. Cole um I did however listen to DMX's album and I hate it God rest his soul. And I feel bad saying that. I just don't like it. It sounds very rushed. And I don't know. I hope. I don't hope anything. I, I, It's a good body of work. It just sounds really rushed. And I feel like Pop Smokes. I don't know how to say this word. So please don't judge me. Pothamus. Pothamus. I think it's Pothamus album. Pothamus. Pothamus. Maybe it's Pothamus, Lord. Um, I think that Pop Smoke's album that was released after he passed was really a staple of how a Pothamus, <laughs> I don't think I'm saying this right, but how a Pothamus album should be because it was like, I, you could, to me, I could, I feel like you could tell that Maybe he was almost done with his album or he was working really hard or there was a vibe or just like, you know, something that was um, intrinsic about that body of work that just to me stands out. It's just great. It is probably a, it's just a great after death album. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, it was just great. So like hearing this DMX album, it just sounds like Swiss is on every chorus. It sounds like these were unfinished tracks and they finished them for the album. And 
I mean, that's cool. You know, that's cool. I guess people, but I just feel like maybe if they took more time, like it could have been executed better. Like there's so many great people on this album for it to be, for me, so mediocre. Like it lacks life. And I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful, but it it lacks energy. Maybe not life, but it lacks energy. And I just don't feel like that's the best thing for X's legacy, you know? Like, I don't like that. Like, you got Hove and Nas on a record, and it it just sounds blah. You got Wayne on a record, Money Back Yo. It's so many great people, and I just feel like it lacks a lot of energy. And if there's anything that DMX always provided, it was energy. I don't know if I'm alone in that thinking, but I mean, stream it because, you know, I don't know if 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 this was needed, you know, uh, to not only keep his fans happy and, you know, add some peace, but like just for funds, you know, um, and to fulfill maybe obligations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, long live DMX. Um, I want to leave you guys with a conversation about the men's um and you know what before I even have this conversation I am going to say that we kind of hate it women hate it when 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 um when men are always trying to tell us how to be and who to be um and I'm very mindful of that as I embark on this conversation um, because I don't think we like it. You know, we we're like we're like, don't like, why are you telling women how to be women? Um, why are you involved? Why are you concerned? Um, I get that. And I don't like it when men are overly involved or opinionated about uh, things that have to do with women. Um, but I think it's cool for a man to have an opinion on what he likes in a woman, what he wants from a woman. If they don't talk, we will never know how they think. So that's like a, to me, that's like a double-edged sword. It's like, you got to do it tactfully, but I encourage it. I encourage it. Just just be mindful with what you're saying because some things should not matter to y'all, I believe. Some things that, that y'all worry about shouldn't matter to you. But um, the conversation I'm about to have is about Charlemagne and um, toxic male behavior, um, and normalized toxic male behavior. And once again, I also feel like I have this conversation all the time because I think that it's, um, an ever present thing in our communities. Um, and it's disgusting. You know, the things that men get away with is disgusting. And, um, it, 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 when you hear about certain things, it traumatizes you. Like as a female, I think that you, we have to be so careful because we are in positions to like, I know men can get raped. I know men can get abused, but more times than not, it's, it's the women who are on the get the shorter end of that stick. It's women who get abused. It's women who get raped. It's women who get beat. It's women who get um, violated. And thinking about the conversation I want to have, it makes me think about yesterday. I actually went to get a massage and 
I'm very particular about male doctors. I'm very particular about um, male anything. Like when I'm getting a service, I, I don't always like to be serviced by males, especially when it includes um, being touched on. Um, I don't like, I think I've seen a male gynecologist maybe once in my life and I was really young. And after that, I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and I don't know why I even, that even happened. But yeah, so I've seen a male gynecologist once, maybe, I don't know. But I prefer a female gynecologist. Um, I, I, I've had a male chiropractor and that was okay. But even that, it wasn't weird at all, but I was mindful. And yesterday I went to get a massage. And when I went to get the massage, I've never had a massage done by a man. And yesterday I walked into the place and the lady was like, um, yeah, you're going to have a male masseuse. And I was like, uh, there's no female available. And she was like, no. And I was nervous. I was nervous having a male masseuse. And I don't know if that's just a natural woman thing. And I, to be honest, I wonder if, I wonder if males experience that. And I don't think they do. I don't think a man will walk into a place and they tell him he's getting a female masseuse. And he's like, Oh, I'm not sure. He's going to be like, I right, bring it on. Like, you know, but I was so nervous and I'm just like the, girls you know you know the drill keep your jaws on lay on thingy and I was just like Lord have mercy um and I wasn't like praying during I first of all it was a bomb massage he did his thing he put it down <laughs> um he did his thing so um he did a great job but I just remember just being nervous and I shared my location with my friend because I'm just like Anything could happen. I just, I would have like little visuals of like, this man is going to pull the, the, the blankets back and do something to me. And I hate that. They're just thoughts of anxiety. Of course, I, I wasn't trying to place that on him. Just normal thoughts of anxiety. But I hate that as women, we have to go through that. I hate that as females, we have to experience that. And maybe that's just the nature of the world because, um, because of the dynamic of females and males and how we are um, genetically composed. Maybe that's just a natural dynamic, but I I'm sure that a lot of it has to just do with um, the experiences of other people that we have witnessed or the stories that we hear and things of that nature. And I just think that um, men have to be very careful with toxicity and, um, disabling women um from their rights so I my sister sent me this clip and it's Charlemagne talking about um basically drugging a woman and having sex with her and um I don't know what was going on but it sounds like they were having a good time she was probably turned he drugged her without her knowledge and he's very honest about this he said he put Spanish fly. I don't even know what Spanish fly is, but he put Spanish fly in her drink and, um, he had sex with her and I guess she woke up the next, and I believe there was so many people there where I think like there was the opportunity for others to hit it as well. And they didn't, he like, didn't allow them to. And then she woke up and kind of didn't know what happened. And he told her like, and the story is just cringy. To me, it's very, very cringy. And 
I'm under the assumption that this man has either talked about this. I don't know if he's apologized. I don't know if he's made amends with this woman because he has not addressed this clip that has that went viral. And he's been doing a lot of subliminals like make peace with your past. And da, da, da. I think it's unacceptable. Personally, I think it's disgusting and I think it's unacceptable. And I'm all for forgiveness. Listen, I'm I'm not... I don't, I don't know how to explain this. I think that everybody should be forgiven. I, I'm always down to forgive anybody for anything. Um, I think that once somebody is forgiven, they don't have to have the same place in your space, um, or in your life. But I do think that people should be forgiven because I think that God forgives us. And I think that if our inner thoughts, if our inner actions, if all the bad stuff we did was put on front street some of us wouldn't look like such great people so I think that it's important to offer people grace and I've seen uh I've seen the biggest turnaround stories I, I you know crackheads can go from you know smoking crack cocaine to being vessels and really helping to shape the lives of future generations and just doing something good. So I don't think it's ever over for anybody. Um, I think you have to be mindful, but I don't think it's ever over for anybody. I think that everybody deserves a second, third, fourth, fifth shot. Um, however, I do think that people should be held accountable for um, their words and their actions. And I personally feel like if you have done something that is so tragic, so tragic, so horrible, you should be prepared to talk about it and apologize for it for the rest of your life. And I'm being like, sincerely, I think that that's not, if you were offered the grace to continue life at a great pace, if you were flooded with blessings that some people who have done that horrible thing, that you did were not granted with, I think that you should have no problem, not one problem addressing your past every single time it's brought up. And I know that, um, I know that some people will say like, you know, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to talk about your past. Once it's done, it's done. I've apologized. Da, 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 da. But my thing is everybody, um, it's introduced to people at different levels. I don't know when Charlemagne recorded this. It could have been years ago. It could have been 10 years ago, 15 years ago, eight years ago. I'm just hearing it today in 2021. And I don't feel like he should have a nonchalant attitude about it. Cause I feel like sometimes people feel like, Oh, if I apologize again, I'm just going to bring more attention to it. And no, it's like, no, clearly you are not the man you were when you did that. That's very evident. It's evident in how you've been carrying yourself. It's evident in the things you've been saying, your business ventures. You are not that man anymore. But for those of us who are confused or for just your fans or just people who know you, I think that you offer them, you 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 should offer them another explanation. And I let me tell you, I would never get tired of explaining myself. That's why I never understood. Like, I know Chris Brown. Like after whatever happened with Rihanna, he used to bug out when like interviewers would ask him 
about it. And he would be like, man, this is eight years ago. This is 10 years ago. I moved on. And my thing is, the only assumption I would make is that maybe you haven't healed or forgiven yourself from that situation. Because I think that once you have healed from a situation, it gets easier to talk about. It gets easier to talk about. And I believe that this is why they, somebody needs to hire me as their PR. You know, I need to be on somebody's communications team because I feel like questions like that will not only get easier to answer, they would be easier to maneuver. Somebody should be teaching you how to be accountable in your responses and how to um, how to direct your interviewer right up off of it, but not be dismissive or angry or just uh, inconsiderate with why people are asking you this. Um, the same way if I met a man today and um, I fell in love with him and I found out he 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 hit women five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that would be important to me. So as much as you might not want to talk about something um, publicly and you feel like you've been, you know, uh, removed from that situation, sometimes it's important. Sometimes it's very important. And when you stifle people to where they feel like they can't ask you questions or they can't talk about things that could possibly affect them, I just think that that shows weakness in you. Um, so I'm like very disappointed. After hearing that clip of Charlemagne talking, I'm very disappointed and I'm disappointed at how he's handling it. Um, and if he has spoken about it, maybe I just haven't heard it and maybe I need to go find it or try and look for it. But this idea that mediocre men <laughs> can drug women to have sex with them and live to talk about it so candidly, so freely, like it's a joke, like it's funny. And I believe he was talking to another man. And in my head, I'm just feeling like, Bro, why? I don't know how y'all male circles go. I don't associate circles. No man should be able to tell another man that story and he kikis and laughs, especially on air, because I feel like the response is usually like, I talked about, I talked to him, I told him about himself. No, do it on air. Don't laugh and joke for the ratings. Don't be subtle because you're trying to keep the peace while y'all are on air. Teach him about himself on air. That's not something to laugh about. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's absolutely not funny. Like it's, it's, it's cringeworthy. So listening to it, I was like disturbed and just listening that he's talking to another man about this. And the man is just like, yeah, like, what are we not going to hold each other accountable? And I feel like a lot of times what happens is in the male community and shout out to all of you males who have really good, you know, friends, bonds, people that will tell you truth, truths. I'm not making it seem as though no men have accountability partners. But what I will say is that the thing about, um, Dang, I lost my train of thought. The thing about men is like, I just feel like I'm not going to tell another grown man how to be a man. Or, oh, sorry, the point that I wanted to make was I feel like men wait until the information hits the fan before they're accountable. 
with the person um, um, accountable with their friend or their associate or whatever the case may be. You got to tell him the truth in private, in public, anywhere you have the opportunity to. And I'm not saying it has to be condescending or embarrassing, but you could tell the truth in love. The truth, truth is love. It absolutely it absolutely is love. So I don't know. I just feel like, and I need to find out, are you men out here drugging girls so that you guys can sleep with them? Is that like a thing for regular people? Like, cause I think Rick Ross said something about that too. Are y'all doing that? My mom, my mom always tells me, watch my drink. That's her. Since I've been 21 years old, 20, whatever, my mom has always said, watch your cup. She always tells me that. I'm just like, and I and I know why she's saying it, but she never ceases. She always says, watch what you're drinking. Watch your cup. Because I guess it's really men out here drugging girls, like to get them to, to mess around. I also want to know the protocol on like sleeping with turnt women, like, do you guys, do men have, um, barriers, you know, where like, if a girl is like blacked out, passed out, um, will you, will you not choose to engage? Will you not choose to engage so that you can, um, cover all your bases? Um, because listen, I watch too much SVU to know that you could have a sex, you could have sex with a girl 10 times. On that 11th time, if she is too drunk to know what's happening and she didn't necessarily agree to it, you could get in trouble for that. <laughs> you could get in a lot of trouble for that. Um, and there's a thin line between wanting something while you're turned and not wanting something while you're turned or not being even coherent enough. So I feel like that's a very gray area because one person could argue she was turned. She was on my body. She was, and because, and we are turned and on my body, uh, on, on my body. <laughs> we are turned and on my body. Um, we are, we, you know, I've been turned. I, you know, you know, frisky, frisky. Yeah, buddy, frisky. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, there's something in this liquor. <laughs> you know, you know, the juicy can bring out the spice. The dudes say, you know, we all get a little, you know, touchy filly, but if somebody is incoherent and how do you determine if somebody's incoherent? Because I feel like a lot of people when they're incoherent love to say how coherent they are. That's like the, that's like the speech. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm good. I'm good. I promise. I'm good. I ain't even that turn. Like. But I just feel like Charlemagne's story was unacceptable. And I think that men have to be very, very mindful um, because you could you could also end up in a um, a compromising situation and you had no intention to do so. You know, I think that you could end up being accused for rape or end up being accused for um, indecent activity. And you had no clue. You had no clue. You were just like, you were just like, yo, we've done this before. Or even if you haven't done this before, you like, she's turned like she was 
on my body. Like, I just feel like men should be careful. But please don't drug women. Please don't drug women to get. If you got to drug a girl to get something from her, you're corny. You're lame. uh, You're a loser with a capital L. And you should really go in a corner and hide yourself. Because that's the lowest of the low. Um, especially if you have to drug somebody without their knowledge. If that's you guys' cup of tea and you guys are both doing that, that's fine. But drugging somebody without their knowledge and taking advantage, that is taking advantage of somebody. That's rape. Whether she was going to sleep with you or not, if you had to do something to her um, without her knowledge, to me, that's rape. That's like, you're wild. You're wild. And you you should be held accountable for your actions. Charlemagne, you're lucky. He's so lucky that he hasn't been to jail for that. I'm unsure. I mean, maybe there it's so old or whatever. But he's so lucky. And I feel like if you have been blessed, if you have been given grace for a mistake that you made, you should absolutely be comfortable and open to address it whenever it goes viral, whenever it pops up. Who is on your PR team? Because I'm looking for an eight-figure job. And if you want to hire me, you can do that. You can do that. Um, You got to get in the front of issues. Like, don't be passive. Don't be, you know, chill. And I also feel like the internet and the media, y'all, 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 damn. Not y'all. And when I say y'all, I'm really talking about Hollywood. I'm really not even talking about regular folk. But y'all excuse people that y'all want to excuse. And that's so bothersome to me. Because it once the train starts, once the if, if, and I don't wish the train of hate or the train of pulling him down to start. But if it were to start, then everybody's going to get on the bandwagon. But there's like, I don't hear not one celebrity talking about this bringing it up saying this is disgusting not one person do I hear and maybe they're more maybe they are having private conversations with him um but y'all don't y'all don't do that to everybody I don't know I'm not sure but um yeah thank you for listening to my TED talk about men and being careful with women. I just think overall you should be very careful with women um, because it's real out here and women know themselves. <laughs> they know themselves more than they've ever known themselves before, you know? Um, and with the, with the, uh, the education that has come when it comes to um, um, giving the okay, I just feel like a lot of women have also found that they've been violated. They've, they've often thought that things were okay or that because they were in a certain position, like I can't complain, you know, I can't complain. Um, and you know, there's a lot of sex education that's going on right now. That's empowering women. And there are some women who abuse that, that knowledge to their benefit, but there's some women who have really been done wrong and they really just want um, justice. They really just want justice. Um, we've seen it with a lot of powerful men. We've seen it with Russell Simmons. We've seen it with um, uh, Talib Kweli. We've seen it with 
the a lot of men you would never even think you know but using your celebrity status drugs and all bill cosby pill cosby a lot of these people have made this a norm it is a norm and it's not right it's really not right um and i for the women too because i'll talk to women too like just be mindful of the settings you're in be mindful of how you carry yourself. And when I say carry yourself, I don't mean that um I don't mean that in a condescending non-feminist way. Like you bring that attention upon you, but yes, be careful which circles you around. Scope these men out. Scope them out before you end up in a room with them alone because if you don't know him, chances are you you should not maybe be in a room with him. Make sure the vibe, do an energy check, do an energy check before you even go over the moon and get turned because nobody's saying we can't have fun. You can't, but do, do energy checks, do vibe checks, check the people, check who he's with, check the, and because sometimes that could also save you from a disaster that could save you from nonsense. Just being able to check the vibe and, you know, be aware of your surroundings and who, who you're experiencing with because a sucker is always going to show you something that will let you know that he's a sucker. You spend, you pay attention long enough. He's going to show you something. He's going to say something. He's going to do something. If you watch him long enough, that lets you know, ah, not a good, not a good guy, not a good guy. And I know people pretend so, that's the that's the other side of that coin. People pretend really well now. Like it's like it's acting going on in the streets. Like everybody deserves an Oscar. Um, but just be mindful and men do better. Do better. Um, but yeah, that's honestly my show. Um I honestly don't know who I'm gonna have on here next week, but wow, I didn't even think I was gonna talk this long. Look at my little rant. It took me into 40 minutes. Um, but thank you for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. I hope you guys enjoy your Memorial Day. I hope, I don't know, I don't even know what the temperature is going to be um, today. Let me give you guys a little forecast on the wake up. We're looking at partly sunny skies with a high of 73, which is actually very awesome. I'm very happy to hear that. Um, so y'all enjoy your 73 degree week. I mean, day, because this is the only sun we've seen all weekend. Um, I'm trying to talk like it's Monday, even though it's not Monday, um, but happy Monday. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to this 30 podcast. Don't forget to buy your tickets for the two year anniversary of this is 30 podcast featuring if you don't say it, we will podcast. Y'all go listen to that podcast too because Mish and Jean are lit. I love hearing them talk. They annoy me, but I love hearing them talk. I love hearing their perspective. Um, they're very enlightening and crazy. Um, so yeah, go subscribe uh, to their podcast. And yeah, we're going we gonna to do something really special for you guys on July 1st. We're going to have a the conversation that you never knew you needed. And we're going to turn up. We're going to have a blast. Um, there's a lot of things, actually, that I have to... Well, actually, let me just be quiet. 
All I'm saying is come through July 1st, buy a ticket. Tickets are on Eventbrite. Um, Tell a friend to 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 tell a friend and a mama and a cousin and a daddy and a brother and a sister and a auntie. Aunties are welcomed. Aunties are welcome to the two year anniversary podcast. We have something for everybody. It's not just for singles. It's not just for people in relationships. It's not just for the it's complicated folk. It's for everybody everybody everybody's gonna be able to get something no matter your age 20 30 40 50, even if you 50 come through 60 come through just us two i like you because i'm cut, cut through i don't know the words um um yeah y'all be well <laughs> happy monday have a good one <laughs>